You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Welcome back to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Myself, Colin Kelly, bringing you the Week 15 preview show. Week 15 already. It's uh, been a crazy fast season. Can't believe we're already at this point. Off it all, uh, on today's show, we're joined by Rich Dodson of DynastyNerds.com. Really looking forward to getting Rich on the show. I'm a big fan of their podcast. I've been listening to it for a long, long time and uh, looking forward to getting him on to talk fantasy football today because the fantasy football playoffs are here. But Dynasty League football, as we've talked before, Kyle Safchek, and this is Dynasty Nerds now with Rich Dodson. We've uh, talked a lot of things Dynasty, and Dynasty is 365 days a year, so we're going to be talking a little bit about stuff into the future and what to get ready for this offseason. Dynasty football-wise, hopefully we're turning some of you fantasy football enthusiasts into dynasty football enthusiasts as we keep things progressing. So with Rich, we're going to be talking about the Week 15 slate of games, who to start, who to sit, what to look for, and uh, of course we'll be giving our picks on who we think is going to win and lose those games. So looking forward to getting him on in just a little moment. As always, starting the show, thank you for tuning in. I did mention on the last show with Nat Coombs that some technical issues prior to recording that. You may have noticed some different peaks and valleys with mics and so on, a little bit lower than normal. Today's show should be crisp and clear. We have... Uh, well, I have, not we have. I have been working on my microphone on my lunch break, actually, uh, on Thursday, working on the microphone. Little bits and pieces, a couple of loose wires, had out the uh, old soldering iron, and so the microphone should be back to 100%. Hopefully you're hearing this loud, clear, and crisp. So when I'm listening back to the show, I'm doing some editing, I can hear every little hiss, every little sound, and uh, I notice these things very, very quickly. Maybe the listeners uh, usually maybe don't notice them as much, you're just here for the NFL content, but hopefully good content on every show, and now a nice, clean, crisp sound as well. The Overtime Ireland Podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune, and all the ways to listen. You know the story by now, but if you are a first-time listener, please do go hit that subscribe button. If you do enjoy the show, give us a rating and a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune, and all the ways, as I mentioned, to listen. And if you want to find all those ways to listen in one handy part, go to OvertimeIreland.com. There is a podcast link there, and it gives you the link to all those different formats uh, in one handy place. So thank you, as always, for your continued support and your support of at Overtime Ireland on Twitter. Keep spreading the word. But of course, you've tuned in to hear what we think is going to happen in NFL Week 15 through all the slate of games. So let's get into that right now. Let's get Rich Dodson on the show. Want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend? It's time for the OTI Weekend Preview. Join on the Overtime Podcast by Rich Dodson of DynastyNerds.com. Of course, they're a great podcast. Uh, I'm a big fan of the show, as I mentioned in the intro, and it's, uh, it's a great pleasure to be on the show, Rich. Thanks for jumping aboard. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, long-time listener of the podcast. Uh, I'm very lucky actually doing my own podcast that I get to talk with basically everybody that I like listening to, so uh, it's always it's always fun getting you guys on, and uh, I'm very honoured to get them on the show on a very regular occurrence, actually, so very, very happy with that. But obviously we're in week 15 now. The fantasy playoffs are underway. Uh, unfortunately for me, a few of my teams took a, a bit of a nosedive last week and crashed and burned, and I know listening to your show as well, uh, it's, it's not always easy come the fantasy playoffs. A lot of players last week underperforming. Who uh, was your you know biggest letdown last week? Uh, I think Amari Cooper definitely was the biggest yeah. letdown because he came out with the goose egg. I mean, people were counting on him. I know we had a tough matchup, but when it comes to zero points, it does get more disappointing than that. Yeah, it can't really get worse than zero points, I don't think. But it was, a bad, it was a bad lineup for everybody, I think. I mean, not for everybody, but, you know, DeAndre Hopkins had a poor showing. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald didn't come out strong. And I know I had somebody tweeted at me, and they showed me their lineup. They had all three of those guys in their lineup. And that's mm-hmm. when it comes to fantasy football. You could have the best team on paper, but all it takes is one bad showing or one great showing from another player. If you had Odell Beckham 
and or, or not Odell Beckham, but you know Russell Wilson and Doug Doug Baldwin Baldwin last week, and you're facing them. Well, you're in big trouble. Yeah, a lot of the listeners in our show know that because I'm living here now in Melbourne, the games be on at 5am in the morning, so what I do is have a blackout of all the games, turn off my internet on my phone and everything like that there, and then when it comes to Monday evening, I watch the whole thing all the way through as if it's live, and unfortunately when I took a picture of one of the guys who was playing this week, took a picture of his team, and um, he didn't have Tyler Lockett in his lineup. Uh, <laughs> But uh, things turned around then with Tyler Lockett's two touchdowns. So I, I think I thought, oh, here I'm going good. I have a chance of winning this game, and I switched back on the internet data, look at the team, and he is Tyler Lockett, who has just absolutely rolled with a big performance, two touchdowns last week, and uh, that was very, very disappointing from my perspective. But then uh, Monday night football, I had a chance of a miracle, and uh, I went up against Eli Manning and <laughs> his team as well. Yeah. So it didn't look all that good, uh, but. This is the thing that happens with fantasy football. You can't win all the time and get to the playoffs. You can have the best team all season long, as you mentioned. You mentioned three stud receivers there, uh, you know, and DeAndre Hopkins just did not turn up either. So that there is just the way it goes. And this week now we're going to try and predict who is going to roll and who's not going to roll. So hopefully we can help out some of the listeners with our answers. First of all, we'll start with the, the New England Patriots there and a bit of a, a mire at the moment, the running back situation at the start of the year was all looking... Well, it was kind of looking like a mixed bag, but then Dion Lewis had a phenomenal season to start off. He's got injured now, like Garrett Blunt's gone to IR. They've even worked out Stephen Jackson this week. The Patriots are a running back situation. If you could pick out who it's probably going to be, you might pick up a nice stack of points this week. But who do you think it's going to go with? It, it looks like it's going to be Brandon Bolden this week. It looks like he's going to be the play you want to play. If you don't have to play him, you don't want to play him because yeah. there's James White there as well. But James White's more of a third-down specialist. He's going to be helping you on the PPR kind of you know, way. Brandon Bolden's going to be there for the you know first two downs. Brandon Bolden's probably the play there that you want to go with. But at the same time, if it's a situation you can kind of stay away from, that's what you want to do. Yeah, it's going to be very – the Patriots too, it's always very tough to read what's going to happen in the backfield. So Brandon Bolden's not a player that I particularly want to be starting in any of my lineups. They also at the wide receiver position – Edelman uh, hopefully coming back at the end of the season uh, but the fantasy playoffs will be already over at that stage um, Amendola came back last week Grant came back last week and do- did what he does when he plays and uh, they, they've also taken Leonard Hankerson off waivers which uh, he was cut after coming off IR for the Atlanta Falcons would you be expecting any fantasy value this season from uh, Hankerson the rest of the way with sw- switching into the Patriots offense and long term he was a player at the start of the year I actually had in Dynasty but uh, after he was on IR for a couple of weeks there and I had to make some space and some moves on the roster I actually caught him in Dynasty too so just uh, interested in his future value yeah he's a nice Dynasty stash if you have him if you have room on the bottom of your roster Uh, I don't see any really long term Mm. you know positivity out of him in New England he still has got to learn the playbook they still have Danny Amendola and like you said Julian Edelman is coming back throw that in with Gronk you have Brendan LaFell it's gonna be really see. It's gonna be a hard time to see Leonard Hankerson coming in there and being a solid production kind of guy. And you know, I can really easily see them see them adding a receiver this offseason via the draft or free agency. Yeah, definitely agree there. When you look at the the Patriots this week at home against the Titans, obviously the Patriots big favorites in this game. Titans season, you know, parts of it have been positive, but overall hasn't been great. Uh, Darrell Greenback over the last couple of weeks has started to show. Some of his key, yeah, some of his key traits. Obviously, the size advantage that he has in the red zone is uh, monstrous. When you know, just needs to get those targets when he gets in there. But still, very, very raw, and that's that is evident. And Delaney Walker obviously has been a key start for a lot of fantasy teams this season, and uh, I would continue to roll with him this week. Outside of that, Marcus Mariota. It's it's hard to 
have trust in him. Obviously, he had a big week two weeks ago against the Jags with the the long touchdown run. But just from a you know week to week stability point, uh, would he be a player that you'd be confident starting this week? I think I would be having to leave him sitting this week. Yeah, I think it's safe to say if you're still playing right now, that that's not even an option. It, it, you're most likely not ha- unless you had say Andy Dalton as your quarterback and Mario yeah, as your true. backup. Yeah. But you know you have New England; they have a good defense. But right now, Mariota, his biggest attribute is going to be his legs right now. And Doriel Green-Beckham, yes, he's a great up-and-coming receiver. Delaney Walker's one of the top tight ends you could have this year. But Mariota, again, he falls into that category of, if I have to start Marcus Mariota, I'm not feeling very good about it. Definitely this week against a great coach like Bill Belichick, who should be able to game plan against a rookie quarterback yeah. and an interim coach pretty nicely. So I think you could do much better. If you're, if you're looking to win a championship this year, Marcus Mariota is not the back you want to climb on. Yeah, you make bold decisions sometimes to try and win these championships, but uh, maybe that's a, a crazy decision rather than a bold one. One of the decisions worked for me last week uh, when we were doing the show. I previewed and I said to pick Brian Hoyer, or not Brian Hoyer, sorry, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That one there actually came true, uh, and one of the games helped me win. So sometimes bold decisions work, but that isn't one that I'd be going with this week. Yeah, that, yeah, I've been telling people to start Ryan Fitzpatrick at times this year. He's been, you know, with Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall, and Brandon Marshall's one of the top fantasy receivers you can have all together. Yeah. That's a good combination. Marcus Mariota doesn't have that. So, you know, Fitzpatrick's a veteran quarterback, two excellent receivers out there. He is a solid play. He's a much better gamble on somebody like Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and you also have a good back in the backfield all season long, like Ivory and now Powell coming in and catching some passes, so definitely a player. This week, again, playing the Cowboys. Cowboys' defense is tougher than a lot of people actually do realize, but uh, that's going to be an interesting one too. So we've kind of touched on the, the, the Patriots. Obviously, I think I'm going for a Patriots win. Do you, do you think the Patriots win this week too? Can't really see anything other. I think the Patriots are going to win every week. Yeah, basically. It's, just, yeah. it's a hard team to pick against. You know what I mean? It's just one of yeah, those teams yeah. that you just don't really pick against. Yeah, and once you've Gronk back in the lineup too, it helps them immensely. Uh, next up, we mentioned the Jets there. We'll jump to that game. Next, we have uh, the New York Jets facing the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to be, uh, you know, the Cowboys season now is finally done and dusted after losing to the Packers last week. New York Jets, on the other hand, are still in that playoff chase for the wild card spot, and they have impressed me all season long. Last week, the defense looking a lot, lot better against the Titans. They are eight and five, Cowboys four and nine. It's in Dallas, but uh, I think with the stakes on the line, I think I'm going to have to go with the Jets win. We mentioned Marshall, mentioned Decker, mentioned Fitzpatrick. Anyone else in this here that you'd be starting? The one I'm going to ask about is Des Bryant. Uh, obviously, if you had him last week, you were in a little bit of bother, but. Uh, in this one, would you be would you be trusting Dez with the, the quarterback situation and what's going on this season? Absolutely not. Unfortunately, Dez, who's one of the top-tier dynasty players, top-tier fantasy players you could have going into the season, just doesn't look right after the foot injury. <laughs> Looks like he's going to need the rest of the injury, the rest of the year to get right. He has nothing else around him. He's easy to focus on and kind of shut down. Unfortunately, if you, you had Dez and you stashed him on your roster, waiting for him to come back, Everything has not gone right. He is pretty much a must-bench. He's a wide receiver three at best this week and going forward for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's pretty crazy thinking, you know, I know it's well into the season, all the stuff that's going on, but man, thinking when you get to the playoffs that you wouldn't have Des Bryant just rolling through those games is uh, is pretty crazy, but I would agree with you there. Just could not trust him. Um, with, what's it's, it's, it is. You never know. You never know. I mean, you, who would have thought Gary Barnard would be the number two overall fantasy tight end in all of fantasy football? <laughs> yes, His mom at best. It's pretty crazy, and when we get to the Browns, we'll talk about him. He's actually got the new contract last week, so that's probably going to add a little bit to his dynasty value. I'm going to get your opinion on that when we get to it. But um, in this game, with what's at stake, with how well the Jets have been playing, uh, I'm going to think that the Jets are going to get a win down in Dallas. Would you roll that way too? 
Oh, absolutely. I think the Jets have really been, you know, they've been they've been on fire lately, and I think yeah. this is an easy win for them this week. I'd agree. And the other New York team, the Giants, they are at home up in uh, up in the MetLife and uh, playing against Carolina. If there's 13 and 0, but this is you know the Giants tied atop uh, their division now, three way tie. So big, big game for the Giants. The Panthers, obviously, the only thing they have really left to play for is that unbeaten season because their uh, playoff spot in that first round by is already sealed up. Obviously, you can get. Uh, the first seed but um, I think they're still going to get that even with the three games remaining Jonathan Stewart looks like he's not going to suit up this week he he is out and um, obviously I mentioned there earlier Odell Beckham and his performance against the uh, Miami Dolphins what more to say about that but this week Odell you might be meeting uh, Joyce Norman for a little while Um, any fears with Odell against Joyce Norman if that does come to be He's just one of those players. It doesn't matter anyways. I mean, you're not going to sit Odell Beckham. Yeah. Is it a concern? Yes. Does it suck because here you are trying to get into the championship game and he's facing one of the top tier cornerbacks in the league? Yeah, it stinks. But at the same time, Odell is such an elite talent. It doesn't matter who covers him. He's one of those players that nobody in the league can shut him down one-on-one. He will still make plays. He still will make production. Will he have a 30-point game? Maybe not, but he should still at least give you double digits. Yeah, and when you look as well at, um, you know, just takes one busted coverage, like against the second touchdown last week, just takes, uh, and even the the first touchdown, he didn't have all that much room. I I don't know how he kept his feet in bounds, but uh, he doesn't need that much to give you those fantasy points. And this here game reminds me a little bit more maybe of the, the game with the Saints a couple of weeks back where the Saints did open up the offense and some deep passes and try and move players around. You know, I think he's still going to get his targets. Outside of that, there's nobody really. Maybe Eli, but I don't think just against this defense, I might uh, set him this week. Is there any other Giants you'd start? And then I mentioned, yeah, I, think, I mentioned Stuart. I think a out. sneaky play could be Ruben Randall. I think, you know, with Josh Norman, them focusing on Odell Beckham over there, Ruben Randall might be someone that you can spot play. I think he scored last week as well. Yeah. That might get enough production, possibly give you double digit points. Uh, if they fall behind early, they're going to have to air the ball up. You know, Rashad Jennings might be a possible play there, too, if they can keep the game close. But I think Ruben Randall could be, you know, like right now, if I had to choose Des or Ruben Randall, that'd be a tough call, which is as crazy as it might be. <laughs> yeah, and uh, actually, your, the listeners league that you had, the $100 league, I was not there. And one of the players I actually had at the start of the season was Ruben Randall. But just a little story on him. Each week, uh, he had a two-touchdown game against Washington. I sat him, played him the next week. He had, a, I think he had three points. And then the, the, I dropped him the next week. It was going up and down. I Alternative weeks, I didn't start him uh, for a bit four weeks and he was every second week was uh, his game that was uh, value to the team so it's hard to, it's, it hard to yeah, it's hard to trust him but uh, maybe this week you have a good point there on the Panthers side I think you have to go with Cam Newton the way he's been playing you get those rushing yards he hasn't got a rushing touchdown uh, in the last two games I don't think so you might get one of those as well with John and Stewart being out if they're in the red zone there's a good chance they're going to run him as well so I think he's going to be the player uh, obviously Olsen took a bit of a knock last week but I think if you have him at tight end you're probably going with him Ted Ginn the deep threat um could you trust him? <laughs> it, it, players like him, players like Ruben Randall, they're hard to trust because they are. They're up and down. They're roller coasters. They're, yeah. they're the guys that usually cause you a championship, not win you a championship. Because, you know, it's hard to get three weeks of straight production out of them to get all the way to the ship. So they're usually going to come up short in one game and it's going to cost you. Because by the time you get the playoffs, all the teams are good. Everybody has a good squad or they yeah. wouldn't be there. Yeah. So will you play – if? You're most likely than not, if you're in a spot right now still playing and you got there to Ted Ginn, you're most likely still rolling with Ted Ginn. Do I feel confident about it? No, but he's such a high upside. 
might end up starting him. Yeah, he's one of those players, you know, the kind of Deshaun Jackson mold, where if you're in a game where you think, oh man, I'm I'm really in trouble here and I'm going to need somebody to really hit one out of the park, rather than the safe floor guy, if you think you're going to win easy enough, uh, go with the safe floor, but sometimes you need to drop somebody like Deshaun Jackson, Ted Ginn, and, and that's not, I'm not comparing the two as players. I know I'd much rather have Deshaun Jackson, but I think they fall into that same mold. And we'll go to the Washington Redskins next, and I mentioned the Giants tied atop of the division, 6-7. and seven. It's a very, very bad division. But the Buffalo Bills, then they are 6-7 and seven as well. But the loss last week kind of rules them out of playoff contention, losing to the Eagles. Uh, this one here, there's a lot of players in this that you could be starting on both sides, obviously. Terrell Pryor, LaShawn McCoy's had a much, much better season than I thought he was going to have. Uh, Sammy Watkins obviously has uh, had a very, very good three or four weeks the last couple of weeks. And uh, the Redskins, then I mentioned Deshaun Jackson, uh, Kurt Cousins maybe, but I don't think I'd be starting him against the Bills defense. But they haven't been as good as you would expect it uh, come the start of the season. And uh, overall, your thoughts on the Washington Redskins versus the Buffalo Bills, this one in Washington. I'm not touching anybody on the Washington Redskins unless his name is Jordan Reed at yeah. tight end. He's the only one that I'm playing on the Redskins. I don't trust anybody on there. I, Deshaun Jackson, he falls in the category for me of a player that I've never really been enamored with. Enamored with. I've never really had him on a fantasy roster. Because same thing, he's always been a roller coaster to me. Definitely in early years, he was always that big one-play kind of guy. You know, that 80-yard touchdown to give you the points. Yeah. Uh, he's somebody I couldn't count on. Somebody I like the guys that have guys that I could trust every week. You know, like the Vincent Jackson kind of falls in that category, yeah. too. A guy you can't trust every week. Uh, so for me, this week with the Redskins, it's Jordan Reed. Other side of the ball with the Buffalo Bills, LaShawn McCoy is a must-start every single week at running back. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. And you're right, Sammy Watkins, the last three to four weeks, has had been really solid. Him and Tyrod Taylor have borne a really nice rapport. Sammy Watkins looks like he's finally healthy, and he's starting to make those explosive plays, too. He's one of those people that still fall under the radar, still a little bit more undervalued in like a dynasty aspect mm-hmm. because he hasn't produced up to the Mike Evans or Odell Beckham numbers. But Sammy Watkins is just as talented as those guys are. Yeah, and uh, Tyrod Taylor will see, and the future of it continues to roll into this sort of a mold. But he has looked very good the last couple of weeks as well. Him and Samir forming a nice rapport there, so we'll see. That'll help his dynasty value. The problem with Buffalo has always been the quarterback situation as well. Um, the last game, I mentioned the Redskins, the Giants. We're going to get our thoughts on who we're going to win all these in a minute. But the last game in that division of big consequence this week is the Eagles hosting the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals having a phenomenal year. Carson Palmer's having a, a great, great season. They've already re- equaled the franchise record of 11 wins in a season with three games to go. So they're 11-2 and two fighting for the number one overall seed. The Philadelphia Eagles 6-7 and seven fighting for that division. Um, you know, I think the Cardinals are going to win this. You probably roll with all your Cardinals. You know, it's hard. It's hard. I was just going to say, start them all. Yeah, start them all. Michael Floyd, John Brown, Larry Fitz, David Johnson, Carson Palmer. Start them all. Yeah. Start every single one of them. And uh, out of that list, uh, you know, you mentioned there uh, Michael Floyd. He was a player in the last off season in Dynasty that I traded in a, a number of leagues. Just lost all faith in him after last season. I was really high on him before that, but he's really turned it around nicely, having a really, really solid season. And uh, the last couple of weeks coming through big time for them on the Eagles side. It's hard to know who to trust in this offense. Uh, I I couldn't really start any of them with confidence. No, I wouldn't start any Eagle. None. Uh, Zero, Silch, nada. And at the start of the season, we everyone thought, buy into this Eagles offense, get whoever the starting quarterback is, get DeMarco Murray, get Jordan Matthews, just get them all and get them into your lineup somehow, but it just hasn't turned out well for the Eagles, but still a chance to make the actual real playoffs rather than the fantasy playoffs. 
Yeah, and for, and for us, I mean, it's, it's all meaningless unless it's fantasy-wise. So yeah. it's kind of for us, it's just somebody you can't trust. Again, Jordan Matthews, uh, I'm not worried about him long-term because I still think it was that hand injury that kind of slowed him down early and still hurt him. Uh, Sam Bradford's slowly getting better. But again, just not enough weapons, not a good strong enough run game right now. You can trust anybody on there to produce to the numbers that you would need to get a victory. Again, too much of a gamble. There's, there's got to be a safer place somewhere on your roster if you're still playing. Yeah, agree there as well. Um, New York Giants, obviously the Redskins and the Eagles, all at home this week. Uh, all won last week, and I don't think they're all going to win this week. They're, they're all too inconsistent, but they are all at home. Do you think uh, the Panthers, Giants, um, the Redskins, the Bills, and of course that last game that we talked about is the Cardinals and the Eagles? I think I'd say the Eagles probably lose to the Cardinals in my opinion, I think. The Redskins, with the way Buffalo, Buffalo are bound to be a little bit down after last week's performance, you know, losing out so much on the, the playoff hunt and everything. So I'm going to go with them to lose this week. And then uh, on the other side, do, do the Panthers, do you think the Panthers can roll all the way through? If they win this one, 16-0 uh, is a real possibility. I think it is a possibility. I mean, right now, Cam Newton is just playing lights out. I mean, what he's doing with the talent around him and that defense that they have, it's absolutely a possibility. You know, it's a, but you know they say on uh, NFL Sundays, any Sunday, any given Sunday, somebody can win, yeah. and this is a good matchup where they could finally take that loss. Uh, but again, I still I'm they can almost fall in the Patriots category at this point, where I'm just not picking them to lose. Yeah, it's very 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 tough to to go against them. On the other couple of games now, and there's a few here that we're going to bounce through very very quickly because there's not a lot of fantasy. Uh, production probably going to go on in either of them kansas city chiefs heading to play the baltimore ravens in baltimore baltimore basically uh, i don't know who they have left to play <laughs> this season everyone's on ir everyone's injured you move then to the kansas city chiefs uh, they are eight and five and they are on a very very strong run uh, jeremy macklin is a player who's been playing quite well but last week was a little bit quieter travis kelsey's very hard to trust i was very high on him coming into the season and i've been sitting him the last couple of weeks and most leagues will be sitting him for jordan reed as you mentioned a little bit earlier but uh the baltimore ravens nobody really to, to start here maybe buck allen if you're in a real real pinch but outside of that so i think you start kamar aiken i do i think you start kamar simply because the targets are there yeah. the targets are huge when it comes to fantasy football in the nfl targets are huge and Kamar Aiken's the only one that has shown on this team that he's really capable of producing. So he's going to see double-digit targets. So if he can pull those in, he's going to get for a wide receiver three and where you likely have him on your roster, he's going to be the play. I'm playing him. I know for sure I have Kamar Aiken in one of my – actually, my high-stakes league. I have Kamar Aiken as my wide, uh, wide receiver three. Does it make me feel extremely confident? No. But I think the targets, the fact that it, there's a good chance they will be behind anyways and have to abandon the run game, kind of hopes I may get some garbage time production there from Kamar Aiken. So I think Kamar Aiken, if you need a receiver, is a viable option. Again, I would play Kamar Aiken over Des Bryant. I really would. <laughs> That's a, it's it's amazing to think. Um, obviously, you mentioned there, if it's a PPR league, uh, definitely the targets are going to really help and boost him up. And he has been making some exceptional catches the last couple of weeks. So a good pick out there, a player that had slipped past my radar for this week. On the Chiefs side, it uh, looks like Spencer Ware is going to miss out. So maybe if you're looking for a volume play at the running back position, Chirkandrick West, uh, hopefully getting a little bit healthier, you might go with him. Outside of that, um, not much else to talk about in that game. I'm going to go just uh, for the Chiefs to win that that one uh yeah, their defense is too good yeah and obviously uh, good news for them this week justin houston it's a knee sprain or a hyperextended knee rather than actual severe ligament damage so he should be back should they make the playoffs next game up houston texans indianapolis colts you mentioned earlier deandre hopkins had a kind of no show last week really shut down by the patriots um 
this week I'm sure we'll see bigger and better things but looks like Hoyer is going to miss out at this stage so a uh, different change at the quarterback uh, probably going to be TJ Yates starting there they are on the road against the Indianapolis Colts this game really high stakes in this division when you think about it both teams six and seven really uh, all the cards on the line for who takes the division and the division winner of this obviously going to the playoffs the loser going home and this could be the decider and all that so almost a playoff game at this stage of the season um, how do you think this one's going to go? Uh, it's kind of hard. I'm, I, you don't really see me leaning towards picking TJ Yates to win a football <laughs> game. So I'm not really going to lean the Texans' way, unfortunately. Yeah. They're coming away with the, w, the L there. Uh, and and, and it, fantasy-wise, I mean, you gotta go. You, you got to start DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, you have, you to. have to. No matter who the quarterback is, he falls into that category. He's a must-play every week. doesn't matter who's behind center and who's the defense. Yeah, it's, I have to agree with you. I think TJ Yates actually has a has a playoff win uh, back back a couple of years ago for the Texans. So, uh, but I, I, right. I still uh, still don't start him at all in any circumstances. But again, you mentioned there, I would have to roll with Hopkins, even though he didn't help you last week. Hopefully, you're still in the playoffs and you can use him this week. On the other side, uh, TJ or Ty Hilton, sorry, had a a big game last week. No touchdowns, but lots of yards. The quarterback situation's all up in the air. Andrew Luck won't be back this week. Anyone here that you are starting with real confidence? Dante Moncrief was in a walking boot earlier in the week, uh, so yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to play this yeah. week. So I mean, yeah, I think T.Y. Hilton's really the only play you have there. I mean, if you have to, maybe Frank Gore, if he's you know he's your last running back standing, you can obviously play Frank Gore as well. But I'm looking at T.Y. Hilton is the only viable option for in my eyes. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. The game is in Indianapolis. I'm going to have to just edge with the Colts that way, but not a pick that I'm confident in and. Uh, would you pick yeah, and he's facing a good quarterback in Jonathan Joseph, so it's it's a tough matchup all around. Yeah, it's going to be tough. A um, couple other games we'll go through. I'll do the rest then as we recap the show. I know you're a Browns fan, so we're going to mention the Browns, and I mentioned Gary Barnage as well. He's been actually pretty much sensational this season compared. You know, nobody drafted him, so you got him off the waiver wire, and you got a real bargain at the start of the season. Unfortunately for them, they're three and ten. Their season is kind of done and dusted. They're heading to Seattle this week, and I don't think this one's going to be pretty watching for Browns fans, but. Um, Gary Barnett saying no that games com- are pretty for the Browns fans. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. But uh, you, I mentioned Gary Barnett's getting the new contract. I had him uh, picked him up a waiver wires in Dynasty, and I, you know you weren't expecting much from him, but uh, I got a lot more than I expected. And then I thought I was trying to trade him uh, up onto the trade deadline. Couldn't really move him, and uh, now he's got that contract. So going forward, what's your your thoughts on him long term wise in Dynasty? Well, the fact is he's 30 years old. Yeah. And if you listen to the Dynasty Nerds podcast, I actually had Gary Barnage on my sleeper list because he had a really good pour Garibar. with Josh McGowan. Yeah, big Gare Bear out there. So, <laughs> you know, he signed a contract extension. Let's see what he could do with Johnny Manziel behind center. He still he still targets. Again, he's going to be heavily targeted. Yeah. He's It looks like he's taking that step. He fits in the offense really well. But are the Browns going to abandon another coaching staff? Will he fit into the next scheme better? Uh, he is 30 years old, so he is getting up there in age as well. Uh, but he has a lot, not a lot of tread on his tires. I think if you have him, it depends what you can get. Like in, for dynasty value, it's not like you can get a lot for Gary anyway. So he's just one of the people you're just going to ride yeah, with and start kind of enjoy the ride while it lasts. Right now, he's a number two overall fantasy tight end in all of fantasy football. Yeah. He's the kind of guy that's going to win you a championship. Yeah. That's the edge you're looking for when it comes to fantasy matchups. You know, the tight end gives you such a – that's why Gronk is so valuable. He gives you he gives you wide receiver one numbers at a position 
that's hard to find a double-digit fantasy producer. Yeah, and he's getting all the targets as well, so if it's a PPR league, definitely worth a lot more. And he's hitting around the 100-yard mark most weeks. So against the Seahawks, they're obviously a little bit weaker. Uh, against tight ends this season with the defense is rounding off and the offense is putting up big numbers. So maybe some garbage time production as well, we'll see. Um, big, big, big news this week for the Seahawks. Christian Michael re-signed. <laughs> the the saviour oh, of fantasy, fantasy football is back, and we'll just leave it at that there. Uh, he'll be cut in two or three weeks' time, probably. So, uh, he does best. Yeah, yeah. Bryce Brown's play there for Seattle this yeah. week for sure. And you obviously roll with Russell Wilson and uh, the way the, the wide receivers Doug, have been playing tight. And Doug Rockets. Baldwin too. Yeah, stick them all yeah. in there. Yeah, we didn't think we'd be seeing that at the start of the season either. <laughs> yeah, and against the, well, even against the Browns too. I mean, Jermaine Curse might be a viable option for you too if you're super desperate. Um, I mean, everybody it, scores against the Browns, so. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the uh, Dolphins game in a moment on my own, but I uh, just want to get your opinion on Lamar Miller. Obviously, last week started off the game with a monster first half, didn't get the ball all that much in the second half. He's out of contract this season. At the end of the season, he has said he wants to stay in Miami. But long term, um, do you think uh, his fantasy value has more uh, value away from Miami or in Miami? And uh, how do you think the whole thing's going to go down in the off season? I, I own, own him in a number of leagues and. I kind of think that if he got out of Miami, it would be the best situation because at the moment, they, they seem to use him for parts of games, but not uh, whole games and definitely not whole seasons. Biggest part of problem from Lamar Miller is the coaching staff. Yeah. You know, when he when they use him, he averaged seven yards a carry over, I think it was 7.4 yards per carry last yeah. week in the first half, and then they get away from the guy. Yeah. It's been his MO all year long. He produces, and then the coaching staff just doesn't use him. He needs to be used. He's a talented running back. I know I personally am a Lamar Miller fan, but if he leaves or if he doesn't leave, there's going to be a new coaching staff there next year anyways. So I don't think it really matters for him if he leaves or he doesn't leave. I think either way, the next coaching staff or whatever team he goes to, they need to utilize him. He needs to get 20 carries a game, and I think he'll be a viable running back one going forward. I'm still a fan of Lamar Miller. I think he catches the ball well. I think he's explosive. Uh, I think no matter where he ends up, he'll be a he'll be a fantasy producer going forward. Still like him a lot in Dynasty. Yeah, I really really like him. And you look at the last week, no targets in the passing game. And you know, you mentioned how explosive he can be in that. There, I had him in that game. I mentioned earlier going up against Eli Manning, and I thought I had no chance matching up with the quarterback points. And at halftime, I was actually winning the game. And then after halftime, uh, Lamar Miller's points just stayed on frozen. So, but um, outside of that, there, I'll go through the rest of the games in just a little moment. But Rich, it's been a lot of fun having you on. Rich is on Twitter at Dynasty. Dynasty Rich, uh, DynastyNerds.com is a website and their Twitter handle is at DynastyNerds. Anything you want to plug uh, for the site, for the podcast uh, while you're on? Yeah, I mean, if you guys want, if you guys are into Dynasty Fantasy Football, we our podcast runs year long. Uh, you could definitely check it out. It's a fun Dynasty show. We don't try and blow you away with the stats. We just kind of get you the bare bones of Dynasty Fantasy Football because a lot of time all those stats and all those crazy numbers, they're all meaningless. It yeah. just comes down to that, you know, it, it, a lot of times it's a, it's a lot simpler than people want to make out. They want to they want to get you with all these analytics of like this guy does this, and then meanwhile you're sitting on this guy holding on to him waiting to break out, and it just doesn't work out. So, yeah, the Dynasty Nerds podcast, uh, we love doing it, and obviously DynastyNerds.com for all your Dynasty information. Yeah, and a bit like uh, Christine Michael sitting on all those analytics uh, we'll see this week exactly. if he can produce again but uh, now you can turn stats to, to do whatever you want to do if you want to make your point win just turn the stats one way if you want to make it lose turn the stats the other way so stats can be pretty much meaningless but it's been a lot of fun Rich hopefully we can do it again in the future hey anytime thanks for having me on I really appreciate it hi this is Harry Carson former New York Giant and Pro Football Hall of Famer you're listening to Overtime Ireland so that was Rich Dodson of DynastyNerds.com. Follow him on Twitter, as I mentioned, at DynastyRich and at DynastyNerds is their Twitter handle. 
Great all round show for Dynasty purposes for information about NFL fantasy football, obviously in general as well, because they look at it from week to week. Then in the off season, they're going to look more about the, the prospects coming out from the draft and so on. So you just get an all round uh, 365 days a year view of the NFL, and uh, definitely worth checking that out. Went through most of the games there with Rich, but there's still a couple of other ones to run through, and I'm going to run through them on my own now. Um, obviously, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing against the Falcons there at home. Falcon season is really uh, taking a nosedive. I mentioned with Nat Coombs, if the season had started two and one for them, then you know three and two, just balancing it out throughout the season, six and seven would be where you think this team should be at the moment. But with the way they started, you thought that this team was uh, going to go on a roll, five and zero oh start, but uh, six and seven now. So it's been a tough kind of eight weeks for them. The Jaguars, on the other hand, five and seven, and it's a major improvement from the last two or three years of where they've been last week. Probably the most complete performance of a Jaguars team. You know well that I can remember because special teams, defense, offense all worked well. Blake Bartles having a big second half in that one. This game in Jacksonville, uh, if you have Julio, as we mentioned, fantasy football wise, start him this week. He had a tough matchup last week and it didn't get it done. But Matt Ryan at the moment is a player that I'm kind of concerned about. I was a big fan of his. Uh, basically his whole career but this year has been uh, a tough tough year for him but we've seen players turned around before bounce back and I think he will do the same but just uh, a little bit worrisome and I think it's down to the fact too that you know Devontae Freeman missed a lot of games he's back now but uh, overall the team just the offensive weapons aren't really all there Jacob Tammy you know isn't your star tight end uh, of a Tony Gonzalez since Gonzalez has gone out and then obviously Roddy White's dipped off a lot over the last uh, year and a half it's been been tough for Matt Ryan and the receiving core there so uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, on the other hand, start if you know if they're fit, if they're healthy, start them all. Uh, Yeldon at the moment, um, you know, he's a sprint MCL, unsure if he's going to play or not at this point. Uh, I thought he would definitely be out, but there is word that he may play in this one. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, like Bart will start him against this Falcons defense. Uh, you have to start Allen Robinson, even though last week uh, he did not produce. Start Allen Hearns. You have to do that each week. And if you're in a pinch at the tight end position, go with Julius Thomas. But it's hard to hard to know consistency week to week from Julius there. Going to go for a Jaguars win. I've been picking them to win a lot of times this season, so I'm going to have to do it again here just against the Falcons. I have no faith in the way their team's performing this season, uh, and particularly in the last uh, six, eight weeks. I've picked them a lot at the start. Worked out for me, but since they have uh, dipped downhill quite a bit, so win here for the Jaguars. Bears at Vikings. Obviously, the Bears losing last week. That was a tough loss for the Bears. They thought they had a slim chance of making the playoffs. They are now 5-8. and eight. They lost last week to the Washington Redskins. Lost the week before to the 49ers. So, two back-to-back losses at home. And the Bears at home, just their home field advantage is basically non-existent. They are playing the Minnesota Vikings on the road. The Vikings 8-5. and five. Had a little bit of a slump the last couple of weeks. Lost last week to the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football. A little bit extra time to recover, recuperate, and get ready for this one. And I think the Vikings start to roll again in this. They haven't been putting up a lot of points this season, but defensively very, very strong. And I think they get some of the key defensive pieces back this week. I think they're going to slow down the Bears. Um, on the Bears' side of the ball, obviously, Matt Forte, you start... Uh, I just don't have the confidence in Cutler at the moment to start him and Jeffrey you probably have to go with him your stud wide receiver make no doubt about it the Vikings are a tough matchup defensively so uh, maybe temper your expectations for Alshon but he hasn't had a touchdown and quite oh he had a touchdown last week sorry he hasn't had, before that he hadn't had a touchdown in quite some time so um, hopefully for the Bears fans that can continue this week always as I say go pack go the Minnesota Vikings on the other hand um, start Peterson uh, probably sit Bridgewater it's just tough all around uh, the Bears have given up a lot of rushing yards to quarterbacks over the last couple of weeks so they let a rushing touchdown the last two weeks to the 49ers and then last week to Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redskins so 
that is a possibility Teddy has those wheels can move uh, if he needs to so maybe if you're in a real desperate situation go for that wide receiver wise uh, it's hard to be confident I'd probably just be starting Peterson on this team probably start um, the Minnesota defense and special teams if you have them in your lineup think the Vikings win just with what is at stake and speaking of what's at stake the Packers 9-4 and four, they travel to face the Oakland Raiders the Raiders were the monster game last week against the Broncos um, Khalil Mack with five sacks not very very impressive uh, Derek Carr with a, a decent enough game not many points in that game last week but uh, the Packers haven't been putting up that many points at either and last week got that one they needed against the Cowboys to go on the road now can they start to manipulate this offense into a, a more successful scheme we will see in this one playing the Oakland Raiders obviously you're going to have to try and keep Khalil Mack away from Aaron Rodgers but um, just last week the running game seemed to have a little bit of a spark um, the wide receivers Cobb having more catches than he had in quite some time and uh, Richard Rogers a little bit quieter last week, but I think they'll get him back involved again. So as I mentioned, uh, I would I would start Cobb just, but maybe that's my uh, home field home team bias. Hard to know with Rogers whether to start him or not. Um, you know, a couple of passes last week on screen passes for touchdowns, so maybe you do roll with him in this one. It's just it's just tough uh, to have confidence in the Packers offense, and that's coming from a Packers fan at the moment. So you know, Lacey he had a big game last week, but it's been really uh, hard to call what way it's going to go week to week in that backfield. So. I think I would, if you have to play them, if you don't, if you have other options, I would look elsewhere. On the Raiders' side, Amari Cooper last week, we mentioned with Rich, a goose egg last week, zero points for him. I can't see that happening again this week. But the Packers' cornerbacks have been, uh, you know, shutting down receivers. We've seen Des Bryant last week. Uh, Sam Shields is in concussion protocol for the Packers at the cornerback position, but uh, we'll see their first and second round picks done a nice job last week uh, against the Dallas Cowboys will see how things go in this one um, I wouldn't be starting a lot of players personally from these two games in my fantasy football lineups the Bengals and the 49ers a lot of people probably you know what to do with AJ Green well I think you roll with AJ Green we mentioned start your studs uh, you go with AJ Green in this one AJ McCarron starting quarterback Andy Dalton out in this game with that thumb injury obviously and uh, I think you're still looking he's going to get the targets eventually he'll connect with some but for the Bengals 10 and 3 it looked like two weeks ago when they had that first overall seed that everything was just going to roll for them everything was going to be pretty but that injury last week to Dalton shakes things up and uh, I know there's a two game swing in it but uh, they have the Steelers kind of breathing down their neck they're playing the 49ers the 49ers have been a much tougher proposition at home uh, much much more effort in San Francisco and um, this is going to be a lot closer than it should be Oh, I don't know which way to go on this. Yeah, from a fantasy perspective, uh, I wouldn't be starting any 49ers with confidence this week. Uh, from the Bengals, AJ Green. If Tyler Eifert plays, you have to start him just uh, for what he can do in the red zone uh, overall. Running back situation, you know, with Jeremy Hill, you need touchdowns to get that production. Giovanni Bernard, if it's a PPR league, will get some of those check down passes. And I'm sure in this one uh, with AJ McCarron, they'll lean on the run game, they'll lean a little bit on them short passes and then maybe some deep shots over the top. If you need a home run header, I don't think I'd be starting him this week, but Marvin Jones could be that option. Mentioned Lamar Miller. He gets another chance this week, and he's playing against the Chargers. The Chargers, this could be the last game in San Diego for the San Diego Chargers. Could be the LA Chargers after this. We won't know, obviously, until after the season, so a bit of a strange situation there. But Philip Riverson this week, it could be emotional, but you know it mightn't be emotional either. They might be emotional, and then they might be back next season, so didn't really see the point of all that chatter. But we'll see what happens in this one. They are 3-10, and 10, a terrible season from the Chargers. We could see a whole coaching clear-out I've been mentioning this since, I think, about week five. Um, you know, I think the whole thing gets torn up there in San Diego or is it LA? We'll see when the time comes. Miami Dolphins, on the other hand, they're five and eight. Last week they lost, and 
they just uh, they, I don't think they should have lost that game. I think they should have kept rolling with Lamar Miller. But you know, uh, maybe I'm just a better Lamar Miller owner in fantasy football. But uh, this game, not a lot to play for. It's not going to be a pretty one to watch. But fantasy football wise, I think I'm going to roll with Miller again. Outside of that, for the Dolphins, it's very hard to uh, have confidence in any of the players. Some weeks we see Jordan Cameron. Last week we've seen Kenny Stills. Oh, actually, sorry, Jarvis Landry. Start Jarvis Landry uh, for the PPR leagues, definitely. Uh, sorry, that one slipped by my mind. And then Matthews might be out this week as well at the wide receiver position. So it's just hard to know which way the ball is going to be spread around. If Matthews is out, maybe take a chance on Stills, but I would be sitting him still. And um, obviously start Landry and Miller. Chargers side, so banged up. Uh, if you need Antonio Gates at the tight end position, go with him. Philip Rivers just hasn't had the time. Uh, the offensive line's a mess at the moment, so just a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Two out of the last three games, both against the Chiefs, in fact. Three points put up by the Chargers, so it's very hard to trust them from a fantasy perspective. I uh, don't know what way to roll. No home field advantage for the Chargers. I'm just going to go for a Dolphins win in this one, and I'm not confident about it that at all. Just not 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 uh, enthused by the way the Chargers are playing at the moment next game up Broncos and Steelers this one's going to be fascinating this week Brock Osweiler looks like he's going to get to start Peyton Manning back in training so we'll see what happens going forward depends really on the performance of Brock Osweiler in this one this game in Pittsburgh who are rolling at the moment can the Broncos defense slow down this Steelers offense going to be a fascinating matchup that is where this game will be won and lost in my opinion um, if the Steelers can uh, can uh, dissect the uh, Broncos defense they will go on to win it if they don't they won't win it simple as that uh, D'Angelo Williams playing very well this week but it, or very well this season but it is a, a tough tough matchup I think you still probably roll with him you have to start Antonio Brown no doubt about that Martavis Bryant always likely to get that deep shot over the top uh, just have to start them Wheaton as well can get those opportunities this week I would temper expectations against the Broncos but the other two I think you have to start Heath Miller's getting you know a lot of catches in PPR leagues but uh, not a lot of yards after that and maybe he gets a shot in the red zone we'll see what happens but if you have other tight end options I would be rolling with them obviously Big Ben as I mentioned tough matchup I'm going to always say that against this Broncos defense but tough matchup but you start Big Ben anyway with the way both teams are playing, uh, oh, it's gonna be. A, I'm I'm looking forward to this one, and I have really no stake at all in this game. And uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Steelers win at home. Picked against them last week against the Bengals. That game could have been different if Dalton had to get injured, but uh, I'm gonna pick the Steelers this week. Last game of the week now: Monday Night Football Lions Saints. It's in New Orleans. The Lions have been doing quite nicely up until the last week they had one bad play basically against the Packers for that Hail Mary play and last week did not turn up against the St. Louis Rams it looked like early in the season they had folded they had let things go and they were just going to see out the season but then they fought back looked like they were starting to improve and now it looks like they've given up again after the Packers lost basically knocked them out of any chance of playoff contention so uh, they're playing the Saints neither team a lot to play for with the way things are going I suppose the Saints may have an outside chance at a playoff spot in the wild card I cannot see that happening games in New Orleans I'm going to roll with the Saints in this one. You, uh, I think you start, you know, you have to start Calvin. I think you start Golden Tate as well. You basically start all your lines against the Saints defense, which has been terrible. Matthew Stafford might even get a look in. The running back position is just a mire. I think, you know, if they had any sense, they'd give their rookie a chance here, Amir Abdullah, see what he can do for the last couple of games, give him the workload. But, you know, you can't trust uh, the, the Lions at the moment with the way they are doing things on offense. But that's the way I think they should roll. But I couldn't start him confidently in a fantasy football league. So you have Tate. Uh, just Ebron I don't think I would start him after the way the last couple of weeks have gone so Calvin Ebron Stafford possibly against the Saints team and uh, then on the Saints side I think he could roll with Drew Brees the, the Lions defense has been much better but last week didn't turn up at all 
Uh, running back situation, obviously, for the Saints, Tim Hightower, if you really need him, go with him. Uh, I don't know if I if I would have that confidence this week in the playoffs. Uh, Brandon Cooks has had an, a couple of big scores the last kind of six weeks, so we'll see We'll see if he can have an up week this week against the Lions. Um, if you need a tight end, Watson, stick him in there. And um, maybe the old man, Marcus Colson's had a bit of a revival in the last three or four weeks, but, oh, that's a tough pick. That's a tough, tough pick to go with. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to pick the Saints to win that game at home. I just think the Lions have given up on the season. So that's all the games run through for the Week 15 slate. A lot of fun talking with Rich Dodson earlier in the show. Be sure and check him out on Twitter. It's at Dynasty Rich and DynastyNerds.com is the website there. Uh, really and truly, that's everything wrapped up. I'm just about to head off to work here. I'm going to post this up online and uh, off I go. So hopefully uh, you've enjoyed the show. As always, go over to iTunes, Stitcher. Give us a rating, a comment, share it on social media. Keep spreading the word. Do what you do and uh, follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And until I'm back, I'll have a, a recap show early next week, uh, Monday, Tuesday. Stay tuned to the Twitter feed and you'll find out when exactly it goes live. Subscribe and you get it once it comes live. That's the simplest way to do it. That's my recommendation and that's exactly what you should do. So until I'm back then, uh, of course, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.